Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Broncos podcast presented by Bet Online. I'm Chris Braden, got Big O along the side. Orlando, how you doing today? I'm good, Chris. How you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Um, before we get into all this Broncos stuff and talk about the Chiefs and the and the coaching search, I wanted to touch base with you on the Demar Hamlin situation, the unfortunate incident that happened in Cincinnati and you know I've been listening to you on 1043 the fan and as a fan watching that game it took me a minute to figure out really what was going on I saw him go down and I don't know if I've ever seen that on a football field I've seen it in a basketball game I don't know Len Bias and and guys like that on a basketball court but have you seen anything like that at all in an NFL game or practice? Uh, CPR, no. No. Um, you know, as a football player, you sign up for the broken bones, you sign up for the torn ligaments, and injuries are 100% a part of that game. NFL stands for not for long, but also has a 100% injury rate. So you understand going into it that you're going to get banged up. You just hope that whatever it is, you're going to be able to play through it. And that's just the thought process going into the season, going into each and every year. What we witnessed on what on Monday night with Mar Hamlin was unique and very different because this young man had to have his life saved while the right. whole world was watching. You know, um, and you know the NFL as well as I know it, Chris. But, you know, they don't like to throw, show the injuries part of it. Whenever a no person sense. gets hurt, they cut right to commercial, right? Mm-hmm. Just with any sport, whenever there is violence that are like that go above and beyond what that sport typically has commercial immediately. Yeah. Right? Hockey, we watch hockey all the time. I grew up in Toronto, Canada. Whenever there's a fight, stop to play commercial, right? They don't want yep. you to see that aspect of the game. With injuries of football, if you're watching it from home, unless you're in the stadium, as soon as an injury happens, it goes to commercial. You know, um, this past week, the player from New England, I don't know if you saw that where Aguilar had to save with this kid because he ended up having a concussion and nobody mm-hmm. recognized it, not the independent people that the NFL hire. This guy is lining up, getting ready to go out there, and Aguilar realizes that, man, my, my buddy, my brother, he's messed up right now because I'm trying to get him off the line of scrimmage and he knows that he's not supposed to be on the line right here, that I'm supposed to take the line. Something must be wrong with this guy. So... You know, that, that's what football is. Football's family. Football's people looking out for each other. And I'm glad that the NFL looked out for DeMar Hamlin. I'm glad that, you know, Buffalo, his, his teammates, his organization, alongside the Cincinnati Bengals, also looked out for this young man because their efforts truly helped save this young man's life. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews, news for every single league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Amen to that, and there's uh, good news of recovery, so let's just you know hope and pray for a full and speedy recovery. One thing that it did show um, when we were watching and all the fans were watching was the brotherhood between players. Yes, your opponents, you're on the other side of the field. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to impose your will on the other game, on the other guy and win a ball game. But there's that brotherhood there. You guys are all in this together. You understand, you know, you're everybody's putting their life on the line every day. Yeah, um, that's what football is. You know, that the harsh reality of this game, like, like I said earlier, Chris, as a football player, you sign up for it. Heck, yeah. I'll even double down and tell you that we sign up for the potential head issues that this game will have and just, just the everlasting effects of it. You know, right. um, I'm 35 years old. I, I, I know that I've had some, some stuff go on with my head and, and things like that. My memory's not the same, nor did I expect it to be the same. So it, you sign up for that. You know, I played the game of football, so my children never have to play the game of football, right? This right. was my only option. So I'm not going to sit here and be a hypocrite about it. I got paid millions of dollars to play a child's game, and I loved every minute of it. And whoever tells you wrong, whoever tells you differently is wrong. But I will be honest with you that what happened to DeMar Hamlin that's always on NFL players' minds, that we always talk about things like that, whether it being in a locker room, on a flight, in, in a hotel room, you know, after a game, after somebody takes a big hit or injury. And whenever you see an ambulance get taken on the field, you know, I, I wish that we could wear those heart rate monitors and track every NFL player, track every staff member, because I guarantee you there's a, enormous spike in their heart rate whenever they see an ambulance coming on that field because now that player's career is in jeopardy. Everything right. that player worked for is in jeopardy. Every single time. It doesn't matter if it's a fibula. doesn't matter if it's a broken bone or, or you know, what we saw on Monday. When the ambulance comes out on the field, that person's career is in jeopardy. His livelihood, what they've worked hard for, what they might just only know, however they support their family, whoever relies on them, you start thinking about things like that. So, um, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation, but it's good that this young man is showing positive signs over the last 48 hours that he's trending in the right direction. Is it, how much trepidation will there be this weekend when those players step back out on the field? You know, football is the unfortunate his reality of this sport is you've got to give it your everything. When, once you walk on that field, and you show up, and now that whistle blows, it, everything else fades out. You know, my rookie year here, my, my little brother was killed 
about oh. week seven. And I didn't practice that week at all. I found out right before we went to our Wednesday practice what had happened. I left the facility. I was gone all week. Wasn't a part of the game plan really at all. And Coach Fox hit me up on Friday night and it's like, hey, I know you're going through it, Orlando, and we're not trying to rush you back, but we have to have a conversation tomorrow. Can you come by the facility? And I got to the facility that Saturday morning. And, you know, he told me, I'm not trying to pressure you or anything like that to play, but what I've known and understand in the past is when you're going through a tough situation, sometimes playing is the best option for you because that will give you the escape that you need from thinking about the topic or what, what, what you're going through at that time. And rightfully so, he was absolutely right. You know, I was thinking about my brother crying all week, shed a lot of tears, um, was absolutely immense. But when I walked out on that field, because of how this game has to be played, because of what you have to dedicate, because of all the, the mental warfare of it before that, you know, the ball is even snapped, you have to be dialed in. If you're not dialed in, injuries happen. If you're not dialed in, you're not going to have a chance at success. So when I, it's going to be heavy on their hearts all the way up until the kickoff of, of that football. And then for the next three, three and a half hours, those guys are going to be dialed in, and it might be the escape that they actually need in a situation like this, to be honest with you. Thanks for that perspective, because that was what I was thinking. Um, moving on to the football stuff, Denver Broncos took another one on the chin, even though they looked better. Jerry Rossberg went out there and made some uh, some changes, and for the fans, the easiest one for the fans to see was Kendall Hinton back there, you know, returning the punts, but the Broncos did lose again. What positives can you take out of that game that you saw? on Sunday? Um, I saw a team, of, you know, a 48-man roster going to KC and put up a fight. Yep. And they could have easily went out there and said, you know, one, two, three, Cancun, let's make sure nobody gets hurt. Uh, let's get out of this thing unscathed. No, they went out there and battled. You know, it was nice to see. It was nice to see the different tight ends and variations and formations that they ran offensively. It was nice to see the Broncos you know, create a little bit more of a trust factor with Russell Wilson and his wide receivers and the pass catchers where it didn't look the same. So for me, it definitely passed the eye test where this offense specifically is trusting each other to do their jobs, I'd say. He had two runners come out of the game averaging over four yards of carry, so that's always going to be a positive. And, you know, anytime that you could go and play against KC, and B, within a one-score game, your defense did its job. Patrick Mahomes is an absolute unicorn and mm-hmm. can embarrass you out there if you allow him. But for you to be in it in a one-score game, you know, I think your defense did all right. And special teams were special finally, right? Two big plays mm-hmm. on special teams this past week. So Jerry Rosberg looks like, you know, he lit a fire underneath a lot of these young guys. And I, I, I was very impressed with how they battled. But it, the referees kind of stole this one. Offensive passing interference on Corbin Sutton. Uh, not throwing the flag on Kendall Hayden. I thought that was a hit on a defensive receiver right there. And at the end of the game, you know, where Chris Jones kind of power drives Russell Wilson. If that's any other quarterback, that's definitely a flag, especially for the fact that you claim that you blew it dead. That that pass was a, like Russ couldn't throw that pass to the Davis. I know it ended up incomplete, but 
after the ball gets out of his hands, he needs to power drive into the, into the turf or into the grass. So things like that should not happen. I, I really believe that NFL needs to take a look at the referees from last week's game because they, they did not help the Broncos. They definitely hurt the Broncos, and it felt like that game was called a little bit more in favor for KC. I'm glad you said that too, but when your team is losing like that, it's hard to start blaming it on the referees, but you made some great points. One thing that just came to my mind, especially yesterday, Justin Otten was talked was asked about Albert Okawebenam and why he hasn't been playing. And then he went into this body type type of thing. And for me, I was just like, what? Don't you just, don't you want to just play your best players? And you know, that's the, the lowest hanging fruit, just play your best players. And for me, watching what Jerry Rosberg did and then the explanation yesterday of why Alberto is not playing, I was like, okay, like this seems like it was a mess internally. And for those players not to start complaining about Hackett or some of the stuff that was going on behind uh, closed doors for me was like, this is a pretty, pretty good group of guys, man. <laughs> They're trying to hang in this together. What were your thoughts on like that explanation and maybe just to see what Rosberg was able to do in like one week? And yes, they did lose, but we saw a totally different product on the field Sunday. Yeah, so I thought the explanation just showed you how inept this coaching mm-hmm. staff was this year and, you know, how unqualified they were for the job. You know, I look at Jerry Rosberg who obviously he, he was brought on to be a part of the analytical staff, but at the same time, he had a good grasp of his football team, a good enough grasp where he wanted to also not only, well, after Nathaniel Hackett was let go, he lets go of Dwayne Seuss, special teams coordinator, and puts Barry the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. And what I look at is now this guy, in his first practice, he's out there, he's teaching these students on special teams. There's only two weeks left. But right. he's challenging these guys. So he's had a good grasp on this football team. Justin Mountain, you know, you're a part of Daniel Hackett's staff, and Daniel Hackett never viewed you as a play caller. For a lot of part of this year, people are wondering what Justin Mountain did. But he was always a tight ends coach. So why not look at a guy like Albert Owen and say, that's going to be my project. That's the guy I'm going to spend five minutes each and every day before practice and five minutes each and every day after practice with to help develop him develop him along so he, you could get him to a point where you feel comfortable enough to, where he's active on game day because speed kills. And yep. we saw what Albert O did on his touchdown. We saw how when you put two tight ends out there that run, that could run really well and one that runs extremely well in Albert O's 4-4-9-40, how much of a conflict you could put defensive coordinators and defensive players in. So, you know, it's kind of a shame on you moment for this coaching staff with looking at how they kind of mismanaged the whole Albert O situation because clearly the guy has talent and he's gifted and clearly he could be something absolutely special in the passing game. It's up to the coaches to be able to utilize his talents and develop him. And guess what? If he can't develop, so be it. Julius Thomas never developed into a blocking tight end, but he gave you 24 touchdowns in two years. So if you don't, if you can't develop him into being this absolute, fully complete player where you can put his hand in third. Well, stand him up on third downs, right? When you're, instead of going three wide, let's go two tight ends, two, two wide receivers in a third and long situation because he creates mismatches. And that big of a body, 
just to be in street clothes each and every week with that much athletic ability, it's a shame on you type moment for me. Yeah, it just looks like another reason why, you know, they just weren't just like the thought process of all of it just sounded weird. And you, you warned me early on in the season when you were watching training camp and you, you got all of you former players nailed all of this. Like it, it was just, it's funny how it all came to fruition where you guys were a hundred percent right going from day one. So yeah, it's for me, it was just like, man, really body type. What are we talking about? Um, last thing for you, obviously coaching search, for the Denver Broncos. I kind of like the way Greg Penner's going about it. We've got the two uh, targets, obviously, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton. We don't know what's going to happen with either one of those guys. What is your thought process on who might end up with this job? And do you have any wild cards? I have one that I kind of like, and I'll I'll let you know after I, I hear your take. Yeah, so I don't think Sean Payton is coming here. I think that's a pipe dream. Um, with the information yesterday that came out on Jim Harbaugh, I think he's going to end up staying in Michigan. I just mm-hmm. think, you know, why leave somewhere where you could be a king and they could absolutely open up a check, checkbook to him as well. Right. And, you know, and not have to answer to anybody, but, you know, why leave that place in a good situation, an opportunity to bring a national championship to your alma mater, to go to the NFL and have to answer to somebody but also be charged with in charge of fixing Russell Wilson, right? And Russell Wilson, even before this year, offensive coordinators have been fired because of Russell Wilson. Now we just watch the head coach get fired because of Russell Wilson. So why leave a great situation for that? So with that being said, you know, for me, I start looking at um, some little, I, I start looking at trying to, that wish list, right? And mm-hmm. on my wish list would be give me Mike Shanahan for assistant mm-hmm. GM, give me Adam Peters for GM for the Denver Broncos, who's the assistant GM right now for the 49ers, but was here many years ago that when I was here. And um, give me Jim Codwell as head coach, very respected man in the National Football League, fixed Joe Flacco, won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, and had uh, Matthew Stafford. Stafford playing very respectable football out there in Detroit when it was only Matthew Stafford and Megatron, but had that team with winning record. And then give Schottenheimer, a young, innovative guy, mindset as an offensive coordinator. And I think, you know, that coaching staff, that tree right there would, would spell out success for this football team for sure. So the guy I had on my list was Jim Caldwell. And you're the first person I've heard talk about him. I just think back at what he did in Detroit and obviously what he's, what he was able to do uh, before that. And I was just like, he just seems like the guy with the right temperament that would be able to handle Russ. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So, well, got San Diego this week. Uh, quick thoughts on that game. Um, you know, interesting game. Broncos right now are staring down something that they've never faced before, right? They've got the most wins in, in their franchise history, the most losses in their franchise history this week if they drop this game. And they haven't won a divisional game yet. So right. it's going to be a tough task, but this Chargers team can be attacked up the middle. We saw mm-hmm. that in the first game, so hopefully, you know, Coach Ebro has a great game plan. But it's going to take touchdowns. It's going to take a tremendous effort from Russell Wilson. 
But the key for me to winning this football game is one between the trenches. So whichever offensive line and defensive lines come out victorious and you know collectively as a group go out there and dominate, that's the team that's going to win this football game. Yeah, I think uh, Jer Bear's going to go out the door with the win against the Chargers. This is the kind of win that this team would get this year. Just just enough to make you feel good at the end of the year. Hey, Big O, thanks for your time. I appreciate it, buddy. And uh, we'll get together next week and break down that Charger game. All right. Sounds good, Chris. Have a great weekend. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.